Hey man, are you ready to take the step to quitting porn, but feel stuck because you don't know how? Well, I have just the thing for you, the Secret Habit Recovery Accelerator, an all-in-one systemized and proven roadmap to helping Christian men experience lasting freedom from porn. In the Accelerator, you will get the three essentials to a successful recovery. One, expert guidance from myself, someone who has five years of freedom under their belt. Two, a proven roadmap. We have helped transform over 2,000 relationships through our programs. And three, like-minded community of men. Recovering alongside other men increases your chance of hitting your recovery goals by 66%. Isn't that amazing? So if you're really serious about accelerating your recovery, then head on over to secrethabit.ca slash porn recovery program or click the link in the show notes to hop on a complimentary call with me to see if you're a good fit for the accelerator. Until then, God bless. We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you love stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! There's a lost art in recovery, in relationships, in our faith, in really all areas of life, and it's this art of mental toughness, call it resiliency or perseverance. And yes, we need to have a level of compassion for ourselves and our story. We've talked about that in a past episode with curiosity, but we need to have mental toughness partnering with compassion because they create a powerhouse partnership. So we want to talk about that today. Hey, Helena. Yes, babe. It's been such a season of us learning what is compassion and resiliency together. And I know you're so passionate talking about it. So I would really love for you to just explain what does it mean, compassion and mental toughness, resiliency. Yeah, totally. It's a cool topic for me to talk about because I think historically a lot of purity culture and recovery has been around mental toughness or just like doing things behaviorally, replacing your addiction with an action, a different behavior. And like there's some elements to that that is good, but that can't be the be all end all. Like that's like pray more, read more. It doesn't work. But we do need to have mental toughness to do what we said we would do. If we're going to set a goal, set a boundary, set an expectation for ourselves, like we need to have mental toughness to follow through and do it. So like there's not a lowering of the standard. And that's often what happens with most people is they think compassion for themselves means like a pity party or like I'm just going to kind of let go of that, you know, like getting up at 5 a.m. You know, it's not that big of a deal today. That's not like mental toughness and that's not even compassion. Compassion is basically saying, hey, my baby did not sleep at all last night. I'm a little bit more tired than I normally would be. But that doesn't change the fact that I set a goal for myself. That doesn't change the fact that I have things to do today. 
but maybe I just need to adjust my expectations a little bit. And I believe that really plays into this idea of having a rhythm of life rather than a routine or a structured life. Rhythm is all about like finding the beat. With a song, it's like you find that beat and you just groove with it, right? That's like, literally moving. Yeah, right I'm now. a drummer. It's like finding like that drumming like here, find yeah. that pocket, right? And that's what <laughs> life's supposed to be like. And that's compassion, saying, "Hey, this just happened, and that's pretty hard. My day's gonna look a little bit different today, but that doesn't change the fact that I said I would do what I'm gonna do. It's like brushing your teeth before bed. Like everyone knows, if you go to bed without brushing your teeth, you kind of just feel gross. Like you wake up kind of feeling gross." That's kind of how it should be when you don't do what you said you would do in terms of your recovery, your marriage, your faith, your family. Like it should feel that way. And that's that mental toughness, that resiliency to say, frick, I didn't do what I said I would do. But not beating yourself up, having compassion to say, okay, I let that get the best of me. How can I let the love of God draw me to repentance and have a resiliency in my life today? Mm. And like that's such a great partnership that... I don't think a lot of people have anymore. Yeah, oh, I can so I can just feel feel with you, babe. I think it's just there's a lot of enabling happening. I feel like that's really sad because yes, we've moved in the culture towards greater compassion and I think that is wonderful because I love compassion. I feel like I'm highly compassionate and empathetic person and I love to see people um growing in their compassion and um, I think in so many people um, actually like lack compassion and they really are more strong in within judgment. They don't think with other people's like what is their story. That's why we're not talking just like it's only compassion and it's only the resiliency. Yes. We really like it's amazing babe, what you're talking about. You're really saying a partnership of these two, you know, really strengths of uh, a character, building a character of compassion and mm-hmm. resiliency. So I love that just because um, I've seen also just the culture has just been really moving towards this like, sometimes I feel like it's not even a compassion. It's almost like sometimes I feel like people like misuse the word compassion yes. for, I'm just going to say like, sometimes we're just being like lazy. Yeah. Just to like create excuses. It's not to create excuses. Compassion mm. is really like, seeing the picture and Mm. acknowledging what's happening in our lives you know our previous generations were just then the out of fault was we're just stuffing down what was going on we're stuffing down our feelings you were stuffing down there was a huge suppression there was not compassion we didn't have compassion for each other so and for ourselves so i think you know we are moving towards greater compassion but we are also losing yeah. i see like people are losing the tenacity yes. the uh the tenacity of life the resiliency of life that we are meant to learn to adapt it to grow that's we that's how we grow as human yeah. beings that we learn through um you know that that mental toughness that resiliency yeah. that uh pushing through the uncomfortable um, times of life, we are acknowledging the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that should diminish um, our capabilities. Oh, for sure, yeah. And and we've been in a new season of persevering and resiliency with having a baby, starting a business, and lots of other elements to that. But 
what I want to say is like, and this is something that I get into in module two of the recovery accelerator is like the, the principal stack. And it kind of gets into this arena, this idea, and even one of the fundamental values of being a client of secret habit is having compassion for yourself and your story, but also having a willingness. And that's so key how they partner together. Uh, right. Can I just stop you here? Yeah. Because I want to say, I just want to say to people that like the, that was basically the reason why I married Sean. Like <laughs> he talks, Sean talks about willingness, but Willingness is a posture of heart. Willingness is a posture of heart that you're willing to do no matter what. And you're going to figure out. And this is kind of the posture of heart that I've seen in Sean. And that's why I married him, really. Like, I married him uh, because, um, like, Sean, first of all, Sean was, um, loved the Lord. And I just saw that he was willing to grow with him and he was he didn't say he's perfect and everything but he was um when things got tough when let's say maybe we had an agreement or something um even like we had these tiny arguments or there was some sort of problem what i've seen in him is he didn't try to defend himself and do all these million things but he actually was willing to figure out yeah this is such a thing that so many people lack like is just to have the humility to say hey I may be wrong, just figure out, like, mm. let's, you know, and he, just the willingness of mm. heart, the posture of heart that you had, hun. I feel like it's such a, like, I was like, I want to marry you, like, I knew that because I was just like, I don't want a guy that is just perfect mm. right now all the time mm. and everything. I wanted to know, what do you do when things suck? Like, what is, what do you do when things are hard and, like, everything is just terrible? Mm. And what I saw is that you... You were willing that you might have not been perfect in those situations, but that's not the point. You were willing to 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 do things about it, to mm. grow, Thank to you. look at that, and you didn't just like grow more hopeless. And mm. that was I think the biggest thing is like yeah. when people grow further hopeless and they they don't grow within compassion and resiliency. That's mm. it, it. It's really hard. Mm. Thank you, hon. Yeah, that's really powerful. I think my nature can be pessimistic, but I am quick to work towards optimism or changing humility, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're willing. Yeah. You don't say this is this is the way. It's this yeah. is the thing. Not like, like the Mandalorian. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, you're not like <laughs> oh, like being pessimistic is such a great thing. So yeah. I'm just gonna be pessimistic. This yeah. is just the way I am. I'm a That's, skeptic by nature. Yeah, it's like sorry, I am not. I don't really want to be with you. Yeah. But if you say like, hey, I don't actually think like I am maybe this way, and I do, yeah. I do that. But I. You know, I'm willing to adjust in certain situations because I see that is better for me. Mm. And that's, I think, we all need to learn that, like, just that willingness of heart. And yeah. I think that's really what, I feel like that's God, God's really um, heart for us to have, like, the heart of willingness towards what he can do through us, that we have open hands instead of, like, yeah. fists. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Han. That's and that's and it's so powerful. And, and and as you were talking, I was thinking about a recent training that I did and something that I was thinking about. So I think what compassion and, and willingness or perseverance or mental toughness, what they do when they're partnering together is they fo- they allow you to focus on what you can do rather than what you can't do. So compassion without mental toughness is oh, I had such a hard night, you know, I'm just gonna sleep in and watch some Netflix and it's just such a hard day. And you kind of just give up with, but then mental toughness on the other side is, 
oh, I didn't sleep very much and now I'm way behind. I got to prove myself and I got to stay up way later tonight and make sure I get everything done. Both of those are failure plans. But together it's saying, this happened and I can have some grace, but it doesn't take away from this happening. But maybe this is going to look a little different today. I love that. And what that is, is that's you focusing on what you can do rather than what you can't do. And I think that offers us such an abundant spirit that opens up opportunities for us to win the day. And I just did a training last week on winning the day, recovery rhythms, and it was really powerful. Um, but I am so passionate about that because mm. that's something that we've had to figure out in this season with a newborn, with a baby. Oh, it's absolutely. like day to day, everything looks different. And it's like whatever I had planned, it's like that didn't go as planned, but I still feel like I won the day because I had compassion, but I paired that with mental toughness. And I got done what I wanted to get done. There's some things I didn't get done, but I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, weigh my identity on that. I just think it's so powerful to partner them together. So focusing on what you can do rather than what you can't do is vital. I so love that. I love that. And I've learned so much from you, hon. Like you have an incredibly resilient spirit. You're European. You're, you're, your mom has an amazing story of resiliency. Just incredible, right? Like you've seen it. You've lived yeah. it. Like you as a mother, you coming to Canada, you do things that are resilient. I've learned a lot from you. So the things I'm talking about is like, I would err more on the quote unquote compassionate side, which is more of just like pessimism, giving up, making excuses. And, and then Helena's like, no, Sean, <laughs> you, you said you're going to brush your teeth. <laughs> actually, sometimes I have to call you on you that. Actually have to call you <laughs> but it's just so beautiful. And that's kind of the heart I want to bring to this is like, I think that's the heart of God. Yeah. We see God so loving, but he also has a standard. And I think it's that standard that often makes people afraid or, or, or feel shame. But it's actually to draw us to freedom, to feeling like we are finding our giftings, our, our beat, our pocket, whatever term we want to say. And I remember having a conversation about this a couple months ago with a client. He was like, I just, I don't get it. Like, what is this compassion and mental toughness? Like, how do you, what does that even mean? Like, how do you have those combined? And we just really walk through this idea of what it looks like to partner them together. And it just was revolutionary for him. So walk us through it, babe. Yeah, he was definitely more on the era of mental toughness. Mm -hmm. So it was very much like, if he doesn't get up early, like he said he would, it's kind of like he beats himself up and then his morning routine's ruined. And then throughout the day, he's trying to prove himself and pick up the pieces and you just fall behind the eight ball. And how can you win the day when that happens? Like there's this concept of like, if I'm hard on myself and I'm going to get more done, but like, tell me, does that ever work? And even if you get everything done, do you feel good about it? Mm -hmm. So why don't you sprinkle some compassion in there and realize like that's the heart of the father is actually like we begin with a posture of compassion and love and grace and mercy. And when we look at Jesus, like that didn't enable him to be lazy, that actually empowered him to be fruitful. And we look at the disciples, the apostles, the love they experienced as their foundation empowered them to be world changers. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start that way as well? Because shame and getting angry at ourselves and you know whatever it is annihilating things is like that's not a heart posture of love scripture is full of love drawing people back to the lord love drawing people to change love being what actually conquers sin mm -hmm. and it's like we need to start with love and that's why compassion is so vital but it has to partner with mental toughness because we're we are called to a high calling as christians like it is important that we have a standard 
because it's very clear that we are to be above reproach. We are to live a certain way and trying to just be willpower focused or mental toughness focused is, is, is just going to make us works driven. And that's why a lot of Christians are actually worried about not being saved because they're so works driven. They forget that it starts with love that changes our works, not works that earns our love. Mm-hmm. And that's why these things partner together because I think it's biblical because the whole book of James is about that. You mm-hmm. prove your faith by your works. Mm-hmm. And any Christian that thinks that their works don't matter is probably a glutton and a sloth. And, I, and that's just bold to say. Yeah, that is very... And it's just true. Like, heart-piercing. I think, uh, you know, that's... It's just we all realizing how we fall short. Like, we all have fall short. And the thing is, is, like, that's... I would say that is a compassion on, you know, like, seeing where we are from like we actually we we are birthed into a broken world we are birthed into pain we are birthed into suffering we are birthed into a messiness of this world because of the fall because of adam and eve and uh and we all long to be back in the garden and that's why i just feel like we can all be compassionate in that that you know, we all have a story like that, that we, we, we have a all story of pain and, and, and just difficulties in life. Yeah, we, we do. Nobody has a linear path and that's kind of like, but I feel like it's so sad to see that, you know, so many times there's like, like the enabling part of that. We, we grow compassionate, but we, how, what would that look like, hun? Somebody growing compassion, but is not pairing it with mental toughness. So what would it look like for someone to like enable themselves yes. in a way? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that we, we do. Like it's not something that like we don't do. Like we still do it. It's just a matter of catching it, learning from it, moving on from it. But I think an enabling is like oh, it's just been a really hard day. And, you know, I know we had this plan tonight. Like, you and I will do a productive night once a week to get stuff done and planned. And it's like, we had a really hard day, and Violet didn't sleep really well last night. And, you know, it'd be really nice just to, you know, not do what we said we would do and, like, watch a movie or eat some candy or something. Again, there's nothing inherently wrong with watching a movie or eating some candy. But it's like using all of those things that were challenging from the day to reason why it's good to just kind of veg out and not do what you said you would do. Mm-hmm. That's enabling. Using challenges as an excuse to let go of your standard. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't work. We always wake up the next day feeling like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Like that's, that's, what, that's why sin screams. And the, I think it's kind of famously said, like sin screams and God whispers. Mm-hmm. And sin's like, Watch a movie, eat some candy. And Jesus is like, do what you said you would do. The pathway is fulfilling. You know, it's just like, all I hear is movie and candy. <laughs> it's like, because and we're- porn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just kind of going <laughs> off of our life right now. But that's enabling, is using challenges as an excuse to let go of a standard. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel like this is, I'm just gonna kind of, point is a bit of a different direction for the next two minutes. I just wanted to share um, 
like the resiliency part something i really wanted to connect with women on is you know when there is a challenge either you might be struggling with pornography or you are um you're on that side of like my husband's struggling with pornography um there's just a really hard like i would say this is this is exactly when we're called to compassion but a mental toughness and this might be really hard to hear but this is kind of where i have a problem with like i actually the most help i've gotten was not from a counselor i must say that and i i i i appreciate counselors and i just think that there are certain things that they're really amazing for but when it when it was a counselor that does not understand betrayal trauma it was not helpful so that's why i talk about like the people that actually you know if you're if you're seeing a counselor that doesn't have zero experience with pornography addiction and betrayal trauma they either haven't experienced it themselves you don't know their story that you don't know their story they don't they're not certified they don't understand they haven't helped they don't tell you what's their like how many people they've helped and actually have anything to back up their expertise with that is a problem and i'm just going to call it straight this is the thing there are some amazing counselors and therapists that actually understand uh understand but i must say that uh when i went to a counselor that did not understand betrayal trauma what i've seen happening in the sessions were actually incredibly unhelpful what was happening there it was just there was an incredible amount of compassion on my story and what was going on which is really helpful but it actually was driving me towards enabling and hopelessness mm-hmm. wow so what i actually needed more than that i i needed i needed compassion combined with empowerment like what are the the things that actually are can empower me in those moments that i can i can i can do i can i can relearn and and a, some sort of pathway instead of just like talking about my problems wow and like receiving compassion from her like there was just one part and it felt good in the moment but actually did not give me any direction any navigation and people who understand betrayal trauma pornography addiction they know and you know that's why i got a help from coach and she was a no bs person she told me straight up what what it is and you know like even just uh, a person that was uh, that is has experienced she wasn't um, she didn't study counseling or anything but she has helped other women with betrayal trauma she has experienced it herself and she's she's healed she was amazing help because she helped me combine uh she also called no bs and she told me yeah. she was very compassionate shared with me i was on a phone with her and i like wanted to like just throw on the towel and everything and i was on phone with her she was extremely compassionate to me and to my story very gentle but in the same time she's very firm and was able to speak truth to me and and was able to help me and empower me and this is kind of what I'm what we're talking about and I I just want to maybe like encourage you to like you know look at to what kind of help are you receiving right now because some people might actually uh really prevent you from you know either learning compassion or either learning uh resiliency and mm. combining them both wow. Most uh, people who work in our field understand both pieces. It's so powerful. We don't I'm not going to dig into that, but it's like it's important to realize that the kind of the Bible textbook for counselors, psychologists, they don't think sex addiction is an addiction. So they actually don't study it the way that 
it's required to study, most of them don't have their own personal story. So that's the challenge. Um, but I love what you're saying. There's, there's, there's this reality that Jesus is grace and truth combined. Mm-hmm. And that, in my opinion, is compassion and, and mental toughness. Because the truth can hurt, but we need to hear it. But it, backing it up with grace and, 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 and compassion mm-hmm. is what moves our heart towards truth. And that's why like, the things we're called to do as Christians, some of them are really challenging compared to the cultural narrative. But because it's backed up by grace and mercy and forgiveness and, and all these beautiful things that God gives us as a gift, it's all possible. And that's really why freedom from porn, freedom from betrayal trauma, freedom from unwanted sexual behaviors requires compassion and mental toughness partnering together. And here's the other kicker, doing it with other people. And that's why I'm so excited about the new recovery accelerator. So if you want to learn more, there will be a link below. But that's so key. And I just two weeks ago released the episode that I did by myself on safety plus discomfort in community being what leads to growth. And it's safety, which allows for compassion, discomfort, which allows for mental toughness and truth. So just really tying a lot of this together, even last week talking about boundaries. It's like compassion and mental toughness goes together with boundaries. You you're setting a boundary because you love the other person. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a mental toughness to set it, to hold it, to enforce it, and just so intertwined mm-hmm. in everything we do. But mm-hmm. I'm passionate about this topic because I, I, I am a committed person. Like Helena always laughs when I just jump out of bed at 5 a.m. kind of person. Sometimes I get up later because of maybe the night didn't go well with Violet or something. And then I, I get out of bed and say, hey, I still have 20 minutes. I'm going to focus on what I can do because this is what I said I would do and I roll with it. And starting the day off right is so, so key. So guys, compassion and mental toughness partnering together. There's some insight, some passion. Find that pocket, find that beat. If you really want to learn more about how those go together, how to, how to actually live those out, I think the Secret at Recovery Accelerator will just be such a phenomenal program for you with the video series, the group coaching, the community. It's so vital. And we're looking forward to some future things that Helena is going to have for women as well. It's not being released or anything, but there is some exciting things in the future to come that we want to be able to get excited about because Helena has so much value to add as she's coming off maternity leave and really asking the Lord what he has for her. So I hope this has been helpful. It's really looking at how these go together. And I think it's asking yourself some really simple questions of where am I enabling myself? Where am I letting go of a standard? Who is holding me to a standard? Mm -hmm. And what would it look like for me once a day to challenge myself to partner these together? Mm. So important. I love that. I love that, hon. Yeah. So hope this has been helpful. As you can tell, it's just a really fun topic for me to talk about. Oh, yeah. It was helpful for me, babe. Thanks. It's helpful for me, too. (laughs) This is a a constant reminder Mm -hmm. because we do enable ourselves because sin screams at us so this is me coaching myself this is obviously for han and i together and this is for you so as we always end may our failures be your success so god bless you guys god bless you and lots of love hey did you know that you can be a part of our vision of transforming 100,000 relationships in the next seven years the easiest way for you to do that is to rate review, and share our show so other men, women, and couples can experience healing and transformation. And for yourself, hit subscribe to get the new episodes right to your library as soon as they come out. 
If you want to take it a step further, it would be incredible if you would let someone know about our Recovery Accelerator program, an all-in-one systemized and proven roadmap to helping Christian men experience lasting freedom from porn. You can get more information on that at secrethabit.ca slash porn recovery program or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning into our show today. God bless.